My name is Antonio Scognamiglio, and I'm from Kiltane, County Mayo. We love listening to our Mayor Beck podcast. Enjoy, my friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayor Beck. How are we, lads? Con Mort here. Mayor Beck. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayor Beck. Angelina Nugent speaking. Just wanted to say, and uh, Mayor Beck. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayor Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayor Back. Mayor fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Mayor Back. Hello folks, how do you? You're very welcome to the Mayor Back podcast. A special thank you there to my cousin Antonio for introducing this very special podcast this evening. My name is Fat Larry and I'm joined as usual by TJ here in the studio as we bask in the glow of Mayo's promotion to Reinehane Division 1 Shrat Alliance football in 2022. This is a really big day and to mark this big day we have got ourselves a new special guest all the way from Kiltane County Mayo and we would like to thank him sincerely for being on the podcast this evening. TJ how are you keeping? I'm absolutely on a high, Fat Larry. I'm absolutely delighted with that result today. Really, it couldn't have gone any better in a way. We've got our secured our status and our path on our way back up to Division 1 football. It's where we want to be. The cream of the crop. It's fair to say we'll be creaming ourselves next year when we're back playing against the Dublins and the Kerrys of this world. And we can say goodbye to the likes of the Clares and the Minnows of the GEA world. And by God, TJ, the way Mayo played this afternoon against Clare below in Ennis. Lovely day here today, but God, it was very up and down. We were very good one minute, we were very shite the next minute, but no surprise really, that's what we can come to expect with this Mayo team. But as usual, they left us sitting at the edge of our seats all the way to the very end, but as usual, we just managed to scrape through. But it's fair to say the Dublins and the Kerrys of this world will be absolutely delighted to see us back in Shratahane in 2022 because with the way we're playing, with that open style of play that we have, attackers defending from the front, defenders attacking from the back, you know, the big teams will not fear us at all. No, I noticed definitely a difference in the shape and the structure of this Mayo side. Now they were quite spread eagle across the back. You know, they were playing, as you said, a real gender-neutral style of fluid, free-flowing, attacking, frenetic, fabulous, and at some points, fisting football. Absolutely delighted to see young Matty Ruan fisting one high there early on in the first half. But I'd say there possibly wasn't enough of that and something that the management could revisit going forward. Absolutely. There was good performances all over the park. There was also some terrible performances all over the park. And there was also some performances from guys who were great one minute and who were just absolutely woeful the next minute. Great to see so many young players getting a run, putting their mark on this Mayo team. You know, guys like Endia, Endia Hesion there who came on and started cornerback, had a really good game. Fabulous. Uh, Connor Loftus, young man, came in with for a great cameo off the bench. Rory Brickens. Yes, Rory Brickens, great player. Not to be mistaken for Owen McLaughlin. Owen McLaughlin has uh, morphed into Rory Brickenden this year and he is the new player. We won't see Owen O'Donoghue again. Or Owen McLaughlin, excuse me. Um, Gordon you know, Flynn. 
fantastic you know really really good and also you know very frustrating at times as well the way he was kicking ball wide and getting blocked down and stuff but you know this is what we come to expect from Mayo it was great to see our our totem back in midfield Aidan O'Shea what a game he had he was my man of the match without question really really fantastic so effective all over the field and just really happy to have him back in the team Himself and Kevin McLaughlin were sprung as two late surprise inclusions to the Mayo team today. And I thought it was wonderful to see, you know, young fellas like the likes of your Darren McHales and your Fergal Bolands of this world. Seeing those lads, you know, sacrificed minutes before throw-in in order to play two fellas that we've seen quite a bit of over the last numerous number of years. I just think to James Horan, he really knows what he's doing in that regard. And I'm all for sacrificing the young players in this way. And it's great to see, you know, we've seen this year, Mayo have really upped their game on the social media stakes. They're putting up some really nice posts. You know, it's great to see a dummy team, you know, lined out with all their photos and them all looking really happy. And I always have a nice laugh to myself when I see you know, aforementioned players like Darren McHale and Fergal Boland starting in the team because you just know James Horan is just going to start Kevin McLaughlin and Aidan O'Shea anyways. You know, we've come to expect this over the years. But at the same time, without, you know, Aidan O'Shea, we simply would not have qualified for Division 1. You know, he came in when we needed him today and he really dragged us over the line when we needed him most. Well, there would be elements of Aidan's play whereby he's so valuable to the GAA for the, the talisman that he is that Mayo's path in back to Division 1 is absolutely necessary. You can't have a guy with that much social clout languishing around in Division 2 with, you know, the Offalies of this world. Far too many Instagram followers to be sitting on the bench. That's the way I've always seen it with Aidan. And he showed it today. He played like a man with 50,000 Instagram followers you know, at the same time, you know, you have a guy there like, um, you know, Tommy Conroy, you know, he, he only has a small amount of followers yet. And you can kind of see that in his performance. You know, he, he's getting there, you know, his followership is growing week on week, but, you know, he's not quite there yet. You know, another guy with quite a small followership, you know, Paul Towie, you know, he had a good game, but a lot to go yet. You know, he has he has a lot of ads and a lot of SPs to do yet before we can even mention him in the same breath as your Aidan O'Shea's or your Cox. He's also facing a lot of difficulties being where he's from, East Mayo, of course, now fully, utterly blacklisted by James Horgan and his Mayo management selection panel. The only man from East Mayo that got a game today was actually Owen Collins for Clare. And I think that, in a way, mm-hmm. is a shameful farce of a disgrace. And the country broad and the East Mayo broad at large would ought to be hanging their heads in shame at this venture. You know, fellas like Andy Moran and Tom Parsons would need, need to take a good long look at themselves now. You know, they've been, you know, playing away for Mayo for years and just minding their own interests and, you know, not developing other talent in that corner of Mayo. And I think, you know, a lot of the blame must be shouldered by them now. You know, they hung on to their jerseys for years and years. And, you know, all the good players coming through, you know, the the Ostrich Kniffs, the Siobhan Akrams, you know... Keen Hanley. Keen Hanley, you know, the list is, is absolutely endless. You know, I can't even continue to name all the names There's of no players. end to it. There's no end. There's so many have fallen by the wayside and, you know, a, a lot of the blame has to be taken on board by those fans. And, of course, James Horn, who has shown nothing but disrespect to East Mayo. Now, 
one of the many negatives today was to see our talisman or talismen, if you will, both of the O'Connor twins coming off with different injuries at different stages. And a couple of the WhatsApp groups I was in now, there was a lot of injuries being alluded to, whether it was the hamstring, the knee, the ankle or the back, something was gone wrong with both. I look forward to not hearing any updates on those injuries now over the next few weeks. I would like our manger to keep his cards very close to his chest in that regard and treat the Mayo fans like mushrooms, if you will, Fat Larry. Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Absolutely, completely concur and agree 100% what your sentiments are there, TJ. But, you know, for me, the only silver lining and the only positive I can take from the injuries to the O'Connor twins was that the Mayo supporters were back in the ground today in Cusack Park in, in Ennis. And, you know, I think it's great, you know, as well that the Mayo wagons are back in the stadium. And at least, you know, if a player does go down with an injury or gets a knock or whatever, which way might happen them in the game, at least, you know, their own wagon is there in the stand and can and comfort them and look after them in the car drive on the way home that's important Fat Larry but how many of these guys especially the younger guys are coming in all over the scene now they're coming into the scene with socks low they're coming in with their pants around their ankles frankly in a way but they a lot of them well don't even have wags they don't even have wagons so it's a depleted wag panel this year and fresh faces have come in and new blood is trying to be brought through but the panel is depleted Numbers are low. Well, we've talked about it on this podcast for five years, TJ. You can talk about marquee forwards, you can talk about man-marking cornerbacks or athletic midfielders till the cows come home, but one common denominator that exists between all successful teams is that they have a good strong team of wagons behind them you know who are pushing them on who are feeding them who are looking after them you know and and I just don't know what this Mayo team you know you've got a lot of you know young independent men you know they think they can win it on their own but I'm sorry honey you know you're not going to win in All-Ireland without you know a, a nice soft shoulder to cry on and you know a cup of tea after training it's, it's just not going to happen behind every fine footballer there's a strong wagon there every step of the way absolutely and in some of these cases we're now looking at guys who are growing their hair out long and starting to look like women themselves that wouldn't wash if they had a girlfriend there's a gender neutrality to it that is just unbelievable it's it's almost hard for me to get my head around but this is the new generation Fat Larry these are you know that's TikTok for you it's worrying you know there's guys here who you know are just they're slaves to TikTok you know and and their head is in the sand and they're not seeing what's important you know they they should be you know out there you know with their girlfriends and you know meeting all sorts of other women as well after a big win you know that's what these guys are missing out on you know they're missing out on you know that social contact and I think you know, it's going to be difficult now with fans coming back into the stadium. You know, you'll have all these, you'll have all these women coming in to watch the Mayo team, and you know, you've guys there like Tommy Conroy, Oshin Mullen, Ryan O'Donoghue. You know, they've never played on front of, you know, a, a band of crazy inbred Mayo women. You know, what impact is that going to have on them? You know, it's are they going to care as much? Huge. It's going to be huge. You know, I could, I could see Tommy Conroy, you know, picking up. Uh, you know, a short kick out on his own 45 from Rob Henley and carrying it up the sideline. You know, I could see him, you know, kick that ball away and veer off into the Cusack stand. And, you know, there might be a, you know, a fine, fine woman down there from Shrewd Glen Carob or somewhere, you know, and, and, and he might have no more interest in football and we might lose him, you know, and, and that's what we're up against now. 
It's happened many times in the past. Now, he's one man who put in an unbelievable defensive shift today. And he it's did. always great to see him as your last line of defence when your corner forward is all the way back. And likewise, in a vice versa sort of way, to see that full back line trotting up and down the pitch all day long, yeah. running their full forwards ragged. And then on the other side of that, when their full forwards did get on the ball, like the likes of Ryan Tuberty now, who had an excellent game for Clare today. He did. Our Mayo defenders were so tired from all their running up and down that we were able to afford Clare a little bit extra space, a little bit of room to just pick off their points nicely. And that sets us up so well for a game against Dublin later in the year, presuming that Dublin are better than Clare at doing what Clare did very well this afternoon. But I do think that Mayo, in a way, are like the Dubs. Because they say that this Dublin team, Fat Larry, they're spending the opening few minutes sussing out the opposition. They're just trying to see, you know... How are they getting their scores? What are they good at? What are they bad at? Picking holes. Mayo now, the problem we've had all through the league is playing far too well in the first half. But we use that time at halftime to look at the opposition, see how shit they are, and go out in the second half and absolutely match that level of shitness with them. Because you'd hate to see Mayo putting a game out of sight or winning a game comfortably. It's just not the Mayo way. And it's not what the fans come to expect. You know, we don't follow Mayo, you know, for an easy ride. You know, we're there for the excitement and, you know, for the, the heart-stopping moments. And, you know, that's that's what we really love to see. You know, I, I support Mayo, you know, to see our, our three full-backs, you know, bearing down on goal. You know, the ball gets kicked wide. And then, you know, I want to see my, my full forward back, you know, clearing the ball off his own goal line at the other end. You know, that's what I want to see. Mm. You know, I don't want to see Mayo racking up, you know, big scores and keeping their the opposition down to five or six points in a game. You know, that's not, that's no fun. And if, if they start doing that, well, I won't be supporting them anymore. You know, I think this is the way to play it. I was really disappointed towards the end of the game. You know, there was a sequence of play there towards the end. Mayo were, were we had a three-point lead and they did something shameful, TJ. They they actually got the ball and they held on to it for four, five minutes, passing it back and over. Very cumbersome, very, very boring stuff. You know, fair enough, hold on to your lead. But, you know, I'm not there for, you know, I'm not there for that. I'm there for I'm there for the excitement and the, the rough and tumble. I don't think that attitude is going to fly now come championship time because when you've got five hundred or a thousand or fifty thousand inbreds sitting in the stand, be it in McHale Park, Crow Park, or whatever which way it manifests itself, they are not going to settle for that sort of bullshit. I would call it. I'd much rather see a young lad balloon the ball up in the air fifty fifty, if even, just to get it out of that space and get it up into the forward line, into the territorial areas. You never know, you could have Lee Keegan kicking a Gary Owen and Oshin Mulligan could be landing in under it after a 100-metre sprint to get there. But that sort of, you know, wasted energy, it's it's excellent to see. And I suppose James Horgan came in for some fierce criticism on this podcast in the past and questions were asked about his over-attacking nature of our wing-backs during his last stint as head manger. This time around, he seems to have doubled down totally and now it's our full-backs that are running wild. It's unbelievable to see. Really, really good. And, you know, one thing that is very similar between, you know, this wave of James Horn football and the first wave of James Horn football is that we are extremely vulnerable under the high ball. It's absolutely great to see. You know, we had a young up-and-coming goalie uh, playing the last time James Horn was manager. His name was Rob Henley. We have a young up-and-coming goalkeeper playing for Mayo this time. That guy is still Rob Henley and he is as vulnerable under the high ball as you will ever see. And it was just great to see the last day, you know, Claire were just 
you know, peppering the Mayo goal with high balls. You know, we just looked really, really lost. You know, you had Aiden and Maddie Ruan back there at one stage watching on as their their bravey comrade flapped at a high ball that came in and Claire got a lovely goal. You know, that's the kind of, you know, the consistency that I want to see from this Mayo team. You know, I don't like what's happened to the world in the last 14 months or so. There's been a lot of change, but I want to see my Mayo team under serious pressure around their own square. I want to see us wide open and I want to see us really, really shitting ourselves down the final stretch of games. That's what I love and that's why I support this great county. Now James Horn will be wondering what holes to plug and in what order over the next few weeks as he prepares his team for their championship debut, which will be in two weeks against Leitrim, I do believe. Mm -hmm. So all sights will be set for that now and very much looking forward to that as it were. But I suppose, Valary, we should give a little bit of context as to just one or two things about the podcast that some of the fans out there will be wondering. I know we could sit here and talk tactics and really chomp around the meat and two veg of it for the whole afternoon. But at some stage, we'll have to just let the fans know exactly what's going on. And the first thing we want to explain is why there's been no podcast over the last few weeks. Valary, if you could put it a bit more eloquently than I would. So why has there been no podcast of late? Well, TJ, it was, you know, I suppose fitting that you would say that, you know, James Horan has spent a lot of time plugging holes there because the Mayo inbreds themselves have had a lot of hole plugging to do over the last couple of weeks in our absence during this Rhino season. To be completely honest and frank with the Mayo back listeners out there, the reason there has not been a Mayo back podcast for the last number of weeks is that the weather has been far too good. Mm-hmm. And between myself and yourselves now off the record, there was a few evenings there where I I rang up TJ and I says, TJ, you know, any chance we could get around the round table, you know, put our heads together, put out a bit of a podcast. And the answer I got back was a flat no. There was, you know, cool cans of Bulmers chilling in the fridge. There was, you know, a barbecue sitting out the back garden there that wasn't getting used near enough. And we decided that it would be more useful of our time just to take a step back and, you know, to maybe keep our opinions to ourselves and, you know, recharge the batteries, as it were, because it, it was a long, you know, couple of months there now. You know, we were feeling a little bit, you know, fatigued after all the player retirements and, you know, the lack of football. And, you know, the first couple of games kind of hit us with the kind of like a like a tidal wave, like a tidal wave you'd find out there in Lewisburg or somewhere. But well and truly now we've circled the wagons. We've we've oiled it up. We've, you know, we're right you know, manifested now after that promotion and and we're ready to go and we're looking forward to a big, sizzling, hot summer ahead. And no doubt the crickets will be out in force, Fat Larry. They'll be calling for our heads. They'll be abusing us online, offline, every which way altogether. But you know what? Sometimes you have to put yourself first, have that little bit of self-care. The pubs were back open, so it was good to get sitting up on the high stool again, get talking Mayo football in another context. And I can hear in your voice today that you're back with a lot more jizz in your step. And a bit of pep in your jizz and you know, the way the way the way that you're, you know, getting through the 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 <laughs> There's just the, the you're back now with the that bit of jizz in your step all is that bit of jizz all over your step once again and Absolutely. I couldn't you know, I couldn't have put it any more eloquently myself, TJ, if I tried, you know, I've got I've got a pep in my step and I think my 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 spunk is back and I'm looking forward to what could potentially be a big season for Mayo. I'm not sure. 
but I'm feeling positive. You know, one thing that's been said about this podcast a lot over the last number of years is that we've, you know, maybe stagnated a little bit, that we haven't looked to change it up in any way. But, you know, the crickets will be there and, you know, they'll be saying, why were we not recording over the last couple of weeks? But while we were sitting, you know, in the pubs drinking and, you know, we were manifesting ourselves in a whole different sort of way, I suppose one of the great benefits of this lockdown ending is that, you know, we're kind of reacquainting ourselves and, you know, meeting up with old friends who we wouldn't have seen in a long time. And, you know, none more so than a couple of weeks ago, TJ and myself and yourself took a trip down for a couple of pints of Guinness below in Kiltane. And when we were down there, we bumped into an old cousin of mine, an old an old buddy of mine from the Junior B circuit, my my cousin Antonio who is, um, you know, one of the finest junior B footballers you'll find in North Mayo. And we just like to take this opportunity to bring him into the podcast. And Antonio, you're, you're very, very welcome to the show. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. I support Mayo all the time. I love you. And I hope to be in the next one as well. And now let's go to eat some pizza all together, OK? Absolutely. We'll have a few pizzas. You know, we, we, we built a, a pizza oven there in the back garden. You know, that's another thing we were doing during the, the lockdown. And, you know, I suppose one thing that, you know, we've we found from, from our chats with Antonio over the last couple of weeks is just, you know, how differently he, he views this Mayo team to ourselves. You know, we've been we've been on the road so long, but he's bringing us a fresh view on this team. And, you know, I think it's that kind of freshness now that we need and I think that's going to drive us through the summer and absolutely you'll be back every single week um, Antonio who would be your favourite uh, player on this current uh, Mayo panel uh, my favourite player is for sure Lorenzo Insigne he plays very well with Mayo I can see his, his change from Napoli team you know in Serie A to, to Mayo amazing I think uh, I think he's the best he, he's going to yes. lead uh, Mayo to win the next championship and of course he transferred from Napoli to Kilmaine who he's currently playing with now man of the match there in the game in Cusick Park Antonio if you're in James Horan's boots now today do you reckon that you get more coming on off the bench from an Ono Donoghue type character or more of a would you be more of the Ben Doyle school of thinking do you know do you think the money talks in that way Antonio who would you go for out of those two I don't know what the fuck are you saying I'm hungry for fuck's sake so just let's leave and let's go okay this, this, <laughs> let's end this bullshit ciao my friend <laughs> well there you have it folks that's um, that's one of Mayo's finest supporters there a guy who has been around the block four or five times following Mayo you know he was a, you know, you would have remembered him a lot from back in the 80s, became a bit disenfranchised in the 90s, completely lost in the noughties. But we're in 2021 now and Antonio is looking forward to a new golden age of Mayo football. Now he is a bit hungry there, Fatal, oh! he is gone off. <laughs> A bit hungry and he's gone off there now into the background. He's not too happy, but if you were witness to the game today, folks, and if you had heard him during the game, some of the, the cut and thrust of his tactical nuances is absolutely phenomenal. Fat Larry, I know you agree with me. Some of the insights and some of the real clear-cut analysis, you wouldn't get it on any of the other major Mayo GA podcasts out there. I no, think it's wouldn't. safe to say, no, they're a disgrace. So and they the are. inbreds out there would know me long enough to know that I, I would generally not be... You know, shocked by anything that I would hear on a on a terrace up or down the country, be it in a club game, you know, or at an inter county game. But my goodness, some of the 
some of the encouragement that man was giving the Mayo team today, it was just absolutely phenomenal to see. And it's great to see supporters like him. And that's what we have to look forward to now when supporters return to the terraces later this year. Well, I've heard a hot girl summer, but it's a hot boy summer for me now looking at some of these Mayo panellists this year. And our good friend Antonio, he will be back with us in the future, guys. Anyone that appreciated that little insight and anyone that appreciates those opinions and that... um, he doesn't. He doesn't take no for an answer. This guy. And he, he doesn't talks mince with his, his mouth. He doesn't mince his words. He doesn't mince his words. This man, like a lot of good Mayo men before him, and a lot of good men, you know, on this Mayo team, shoots from the hip. And he calls he it as he see. sees it, and even if he didn't see it, he's still not afraid to call it. And, you know, one of the fabulous things about this podcast five and a half years into the project is that no one has put their head on the line and decided to give us any form of sponsorship high up or low down. But as we've always said here, one of the beautiful things about that is that we can offend or praise anyone we like. We can say what we like. We can do what we like and we can record a podcast whenever we like. And it's just, you know, that level of freedom. You know, you'd only find it in the Mayo full back line, the way they roam all over the field. You know, they've no um they've no you know tied to any man, they don't have to protect their goal. Just like us. We roam where we want. I think fabulous. these guys are young and they don't need to be tied down by wagons or kids or other responsibilities like that. They need freedom on the pitch and off the pitch. They don't need to have a man to mark or a zone to stay in or anything like that. They need to be allowed to express themselves in a non binary, exclusively pansexual way, I believe. And I think if we can, you know, do this, you know, there's no reason why we can't, you know, go out and beat Dublin in a game of football. But these things need to be put in place first. You have to make sure that, you know, guys are feeling free and feeling happy off the field. And then if all that is put in place and all those ducks are lined up, then, you know, there's no reason why we can't, you know, do the business. Now we almost segued into what we should have done there a couple of minutes ago when talking about sponsorship and the like was just give a little shout out to our Favourite fans out there, of course, the Corja Mayo are back, the people that make this podcast possible. Or, you know, you're equally as in trouble as we are when it all blows up. The people who make this podcast possible, we owe you so much. Thanks. Those are the people also who are most lost as well when we go off the radar for a couple of weeks like that we have this year. Irith on, you know, Seishur, Rhinado, Alliance. Um, but, you know, we're back now. And, you know, for those people out there who were feeling a little bit, you know, lost and who were missing the sound of our dulcet tones, you know, you can rest soundly in your beds tonight knowing that there will be podcasts coming thick and fast now over the next couple of weeks, provided the weather isn't too good. Now we've delved into the Clare game in great detail. And we've done everything that we needed to do in that regard. We've talked it out. We've chewed the fat, as it were, and whatever which way it manifested itself over the course of the day. And I hope you, the listener at home, were able to manifest yourself as well while listening. But Fat Larry is conscious of the fact that it's almost Connacht Championship time, baby. So we need to start talking and looking forward to, you know, how are we going to breeze through Connacht this year? Is it going to be a little bit of a struggle you know, there's no backdoor entry this time around, again, as last year. And it suited us to go the straightforward route last year. Mm-hmm. I think our penchant for the backdoor over the last three or four years has been one of our big problems in Mayo, on and off the pitch, as it were. It has, TJ. You know, it's been, uh, you know, one thing that I have noticed here, you know, over the last, you know, couple of months, you know, we've been playing a lot of winter football, winter championship last year, you know, 
that has been reflective in our podcast. You know, this, the speed of the game has slowed down a little bit. We've been recording podcasts a little bit longer, but we've decided here now after our break, when we were on our sabbatical, on our, you know, on our late in the Sierra, we decided that the podcasts are going to be sharp and they're going to be fast and they're going to be factual and we're going to be delivering lots of quality analysis, lots of really good tactical nuance, lots of, you know, things that the... You know, the true football fan really wants to hear. Um, I believe at this point, this is now where we're going to go into that seriously in-depth and detailed preview of the Connacht GEA Championship opener, Mayo versus Leitrim. I think it's very important that we do, TJ. You know, we've we've talked about, you know, the Division 2 season in great detail. Now, we had thought about maybe giving our MVP of the league season and our, our highlights and our lowlights. But I think, you know, that's in the rear view mirror now. We need to look firmly ahead and focus on the challenge ahead and it promises to be one of the biggest games that Mayo will play in the next couple of weeks against Leitrim. They'll be playing on front of a completely empty Elvery's McHale Park in Castlebar. They'll be playing um, Leitrim, who are a force to be reckoned with in, in any season, this season in particular. And one thing I'm really looking forward to, and one thing that we've seen during the Division 2 season, is we'll be seeing our Mayo players lining out in that sexy black number that they're rocking this season I think it's just, it's an absolutely lovely, lovely jersey. Really, really nice. And, you know, it just brings out, you know, the kind of the the eyes and Mm. the hair of these Mayo players Mm. a little bit more. Well, I kind of agree with you in one sense, Fat Larry. But on the other hand, I totally and utterly disagree. I think the jersey is a disgrace. I think it's a farce. I think it's shameful. The Cunty Broad would want to take a good long look at themselves. Because they make me sick to the pit of my stomach when I see some of this start to carry on. Oh, they do. This Mayo team should be the green above the red. You know that. I know that. Every dog on the street knows that. What do we have this year? We have the blue in between the black. Now, I've been up in Dublin a few times. I've ended up black and blue. The black and tans. The black and tans is what they should call this Mayo team. We saw one of our Mayo comrades last weekend arrested up in Dublin by the black and blue tans up there. And now we're putting it on our jersey. It's one of these Elvery's power moves. Palin with the big dicks up in Dublin. Keep Port West to the back. Westport on the front. The whole thing, the whole thing is a disgrace. The jersey was made by a six-year-old girlie. I hope she's getting some payoff from it. She's doing their feckin' job for them. They'd want to take a good long look at themselves. I think they gave her um, a jersey and a 20-euro Elvery's voucher, I believe, that they paid for it. And wow. I think that's, you know, kind of sums up this Mayo wow. GA machine, you know, that, you know, that's the level of respect they would show, you know. But if, if we can learn anything from the events that took place up in Dublin last week, we saw, you know, a Mayo man, not for the first time, getting completely, you know, swarmed by the dubs, you know, outnumbered, carried the ball into contact and was easily just chewed up and turned over and I think you know that's really important now looking ahead to the Leitrim game that you know we don't turn the ball over that we try and you know keep the ball moving quick and you know we get scores goals and or points but provided we get more than Leitrim come 70 minutes I'll be you know a happy man you know to be progressing to a, a huge semi-final clash with Sligo. Larry, this is unbelievable, unbelievable quality of a preview now. Other pundits, you know, they'd look at this game as a foreskin conclusion. They wouldn't even give it its due diligence. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give it its due respect and talk about, you know, who, who are the ones to watch? What sort of style of play are we going to be witnessing? But the way you've just gone through things there now is just, it's really cleared it up for me now and hopefully it has for our listeners at home as well. Absolutely, and we'd just like to thank our you know, our our sponsors there for, you know, that bit of tactical insight, you know, um 
you know, it's not every day you get it here, but you know, when you get it, you should always appreciate it. And, you know, I think as far as we can see, you know, Mayo Leitrim, if Mayo can, you know, clock up 215, 216 and limit Leitrim to about 10 points, you know, we'll be in a Connick semi-final and that's, you know, all we can really say about it. And then we'll really be back. Now, the last thing I want to say on today's show, guys, is just to point out to everyone that it is Pride Month at the moment. So I want you all to think about your Mayo Pride you know, get that jersey on for the whole month of June. Wear it around the town. Be proud to be where you're from. Own that unwellness and that half-baked attitude that you have. And, you know, be as inbred as you can be in every setting right from the get-go. Mm. And manifest that way in whatever way you possibly can. If that makes sense. And, you know, with the days getting longer and the temperatures rising, the thermostat is, you know, it's it's jumping up there now. It's the mercury very, is heating up. It's important that Mayo fans remember to, to manifest yourself often. You know, if you're manifesting yourself out and about, if you're getting out on the weekends and the sun is shining, put your protection on, put your Mayo cap on, you know, make sure you're... And manifest each other as well. And don't this be afraid. It's been a hard time and a lonely time for some people. It has. So don't be afraid about manifesting yourself and other people two or three times a day no make sure you get out there now and you know you take in the the views of a, a broad spectrum of inbreds you know ask them how they think that it's going to go you know don't be afraid of an argument with a, a mayo supporter you know if you disagree with their you know their their vision their blueprint of where this mayo thing is going don't be afraid to have a good argument with them it doesn't matter if it's in the supermarket or if it's down and you know on the main street or in town or whatever you know you're well within your rights to manifest yourself and by God, you know, you've you've been locked down for a long time now. So, you know, you need to get out there with your Mayo colours and you need to, you know, really show off, as you said, TJ, your Mayo pride for and, the month that's in it. And if you want to make sure of something like that happening, what you need to do is, and I've read this in a book recently, is you need to thank the universe for allowing it to happen as if it's already happened. So to round out today's show, I would like to say... Thank you, Universe. Thank you for Mayo winning the All-Ireland Final in August 2021. Thank you for that. It was very satisfying. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. And with that, folks, we're going to leave it for this evening. Thank you very much for tuning back in. We're sorry, but not sorry for our absence over the last couple of weeks. But thank you very much for tuning back in. You are fabulous and you are loyal. And if you have made it through that half an hour of, of pure manifestations and male positivity, you are one true half-bake and we absolutely love to see it. So with that, we're going to let you go for now. We're not going to tell you when we're back, but you can sleep soundly tonight knowing that Mayo are indeed back. We're back in Division 1 and Mayo are back in general. Thanks very much, folks. We'll see you next time. Merton hit me in an unmeasurable wall. You didn't deserve it. No, no, no. No. Right. I got up. You hit him back. No, I didn't hit him back at all. I hit him back with one four. One four? One goal and four points. Come back. Fucking zero. Why? Because I was simply the best of the time. I hit him back with one four. I hit him back with one four. I hit him back with one four. You understand that, don't you? One goal and four points. 
one goal and four punts. You understand that, don't you? I can hit him back with one four. And that's one of the reasons that the left left don't recognize.